Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can also call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And this is episode 398 of the show. This episode all is all about hope and leadership. And obviously, you'll hear me at the beginning talk about how I think we're in a very weird stage of the world. I think it's only gotten weirder since I recorded this episode. And so therefore, I think this episode is going to be something that so many of you are able to resonate with, connect with, and really are probably going to feel like you want to share it. If you do feel like that, I would love if you guys can give it a screenshot, share it in your stories, tell a friend, make sure you leave a five-star review, and you subscribe. I appreciate all you guys. I know I haven't done the life update yet, but there were literally, I don't know, maybe 200 of you who DM me and said, please. So I will record it um it's just one of those things that takes me courage so i will get there but i love you guys appreciate you and i hope you love episode 398 of the show <laughs> i love you guys today's training though is going to be again like i said about more john maxwell stuff and this in particular is going to be talking um, i'm going to talk through a couple of different parts of of um from him today one is about being a leader who focuses on hope and this is just something that i think you know, we're in a weird stage, not only a weird stage because of Corona, but people are in a weird stage moving out of coronavirus, right? Like there's a very weird stage of like um, people who don't want to go back to work and not in a weird way, like in a, they realize they want to follow their own path, like being laid off or working from home or staying at home or being with their kids more or having more time freedom or traveling for the first time, even if it was like a family road trip, you know, cause they couldn't fly. Um, I think a lot of people's lives are shifting and I think you're, I'm sure you're seeing this in your organizations. I'm sure you're seeing that, uh, nervousness, a little bit of, you know, like, am I like uh, scared or, Oh, am I like, can, can this work? Can this, can I really do this? Um, kind of coming out and then even still I think there's probably some of you on this line right now on this line right now what are we on a conference call um on on this call right now who you are probably kind of like is this real like you're in this stage of like is this going to be real when people do go back to work is this going to be real um how stable is my business and so I just want to first of all remind you it's real okay like I know most of my days in my life I sit here going please pinch me this is nuts um I can't even transfer my money I have to contact um a special person at headquarters not even like proven headquarters like liqueur headquarters to wire my money it's literally too much money to transfer so like what? Like, how is that even a thing? Like, how did that become a thing when I started this for $300 a month? So I just want to remind you of that because, um, you know, it, the limits just don't exist. They just don't exist. And I know a lot of us play small because we have that fear of what if I lose this? A lot of you, I know, don't get the cars uh, for way too long because you're like, what if I lose the car? What if I... Blah, blah. Um, and I said something... Or get a Jeep, like Brittany said, right. Um... And I said this on the, uh, the Latino call last night and on 212, and now I'm saying it again. And for Mimi, it's just getting hammered by me now. But, um, but I said something, actually, it started on Eric's call yesterday that I got to lead. And I said, one of the weird things about um, leadership, and just to be totally honest, I use Sydney as an example on Eric's call, not by name, but it was Sydney. Um, I said, you know, the thing with pushing birds out of nests, which is part of leadership, like, how many of you have heard the analogy, you know, you got to go, go ahead, little baby bird, you got to fly. And the mom's got to push the bird out of the nest. Just fly, baby bird, fly. Okay. Um, when, when we tell people to fly out of the nest, okay, I'm just going to let you know right now, birds come back. 
How many have noticed? So you push the bird out of the nest and he flies around and then he comes home. Like how many of you have seen this with your people, right? Like they just keep on flying back into their little bird's nests over and over. And so I said on the call with Eric, I said, you know, we actually need to just get better at keep on pushing them out of their nests. And all I really mean by nest is more like push them out of their comfort zone. I'm not saying they can't come back to you for mentorship. I'm not saying they can't say, Denise, help. I have a question about this. Oh my God, Renee, help me with this. Angela, I'm lost. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you look at people's levels of income, including yourself. So some of you need, this is for some inward thinking as well. You're at the level of income you're at partially because you are keeping yourself in that little nest and not choosing to fly, Right. Like, you know fully well you can live in this nest of 5000 a month, 10000 a month, 20000 a month, 30000 a month, 40000 a month, 50000 a month, okay? And you're like, here's my little nest. My nest is so safe. My nest is so safe. What if I jump out of the nest and then I fall? Okay, well, that's when it's more like mama bird can come in as an eagle and swoop in and get you. But instead, what usually happens is... They feel like they're going to fall, and so they just, like, tiptoe on the edge of the nest. <laughs> Do a little loop-de-loop, right? And then go back in the nest, okay? And so wherever your level of income is or the people on your team you really believe in, you've just got to keep pushing. And it's different ways you can push. Some people need to be pushed by getting outside of their limits of, like, the area of their life they're actually in, physically speaking. You know, maybe they need to go see the world. Maybe they need to travel. Maybe they need to do whatever. For a lot of you, um, it's, it's doing experiences or having things that you never really thought you would have and you're so scared to do it. That's why I mentioned the cars, right? So you back off of whatever. Um, for some of you, it's, you know, it's not investing in maybe uh, external education or whatever. Bye, Sam. Thank you. Um, whatever these things are, we do all these little, how many of you are like, oh my God, this is me. And so here's your reminder that part of coaching people is pushing them. Part of coaching people, and I, this is why maybe you're seeing it now, I've used Sydney as an example. She gets stuck at levels of income, just like, uh, not just Sydney, a lot of you. Most of you have been sitting in a plateau of income for well over multiple years. Like just FYI, if we're calling each other on our poo-poo a little bit, most of you sit at that have sat at your income for years. And like we talked about last, um, um, last week, I know you look at those leaderboards and you're like, oh my goodness, where are these people coming from? Right. So we sit here and instead of doing things that make us uncomfortable and shoving ourselves out of our comfort zones, we come right back. So like Sydney's been, I've, I've known Sydney longer than anybody on the call. And so like Sydney, I've watched go from like, Oh my God, $500 a month would be crazy. And then sitting there to a thousand and then sitting there and then 3000 and sitting there for a really long time and then getting to 4,000 and sitting and then 5,000. Oh my God, my first 5,000, not sitting. Okay. And then, you know, sitting at 10,000 a month, which is not a bad place to sit. Okay. If you're going to sit somewhere, sit at five figures a month or more, but like it's more fun to sit at six figures a month. It's going to be more fun to sit at seven. So like wherever you are, okay, I want you to think, and I know obviously some people I coach more directly because they come to me for coaching. Sydney's one of those people who comes to me like, oh my God. And then I shove her. I just shove her, right? So she complained enough times to me about a, and not like complain, but would mention income enough times and not wanting, not liking her dog's living situation that I said, just go get the house. Like right now, go get the house. This is just one example, right? Oh my gosh, I don't know how I can afford that because I have to 
pay rent on an apartment that I don't even live in and I'm gonna have to pay rent over here and 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 I'm like so what none of you have a lack of an ability to earn money you all know how to do it or you wouldn't be on a car earning call okay but she has to keep doing that so then she was comfortable she got comfortable at this five figures a month and I'm like are we just gonna sit there and like hover at rank seven like some of you hover at your rank, you hover at rank eight, you hover at rank seven, you hover at seven, one star, you hover, hover at six, two star, you've been sitting there forever, right? Hover, hover, hover at six, hover, 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 hover. And then we mentioned Europe. And it's basically like, hey, everyone going to Europe, find $10,000. Find it. Come on, find it. Okay, because I'm not sleeping in a hostel. Okay, like, um, and I'm not traveling on bargain flights. I don't fly at six in the morning. I don't do it. No, don't do it. So find your money. Okay, you come in with me. We're not, no, I'm not eating um, all the hot dogs, uh, you know, that Peter Young wants to give me in Frankfurt. I'm, we're going to eat food. Okay, yeah, we're not flying Ryanair. Okay, some of you know what that is. Some of you don't know what that is. Those are like $7 flights. Um, it's kind of like spirit where you only fly if you're trying to turn into a spirit. Not interested. Okay, yeah, so um, we're not doing that. Find 10 grand. And, she's, and she, now she's growing again. So my point in saying all of that, the Europeans are laughing. They understand, <laughs> okay? Um, my point in saying all of that is how many of you are coaching other people to get out of their comfort zones, but we're not shoving ourselves out of our comfort zones. So what is your next level of you? And think about the hope you create in other people when they see you moving forward. I think sometimes we don't think about the correlation of we're the leaders, right? They're watching you, Megan. They're watching you, Annalie. They're watching you, Amanda. They're watching you, Paz. They're watching you, Sarisa. They're watching you, Brie. They're watching you, Kayla. They're watching you. And I'm not saying you need to be wasteful with your money. I'm not saying you need to be crazy with your money. I'm just saying We've got to push our limits to show people what is possible. And it can look different for all of you, whatever serves you. Um, and hot dogs from Peter are unbelievable. That is true. I will definitely eat one, okay? But I don't want to eat one every meal because it's a free freaking hot dog, okay? That's all I'm saying, all right? So currywurst, amazing, big fan. Um, not interested in eating it over and over and over again, okay? That was my point. That was my point. Okay, so now... Like I said, the world is changing. We've got a lot of different things going on. I think with, um, like I said, people going back to, um, back to work, there, there's, there's actually a lot of reason for hope and excitement in our business. We have the tools necessary to turn this big moment in time into an opportunity. And you can look at it however you want to. You know, I obviously do all kinds of different investments and stuff like that. And it's so funny um, like how many of you, even if you don't do it, how many of you follow Bitcoin people? Like, I'm not talking even network marketers. I'm just saying like Bitcoin people who are like obsessed with Bitcoin. Right. And all they talk about is like, this is it. Like, this is the time. This is your opportunity to get wealthy. This is that one thing you're going to look back on and da, 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 da. Now don't, I got a lot of money in Bitcoin. Don't think I don't. Okay. But I got a lot of money in a lot of different things. I'm not one of those crazy Bitcoin people that thinks like, if you buy a Bitcoin, you're going to be a billionaire. There are definitely people who think like, you know, I mean, and maybe they're right. Maybe they're not though. Who knows? But wherever you're looking at as an opportunity, you get to create the hope in that. So when you see people talking about things like that, the stock market, whatever, as big opportunity, look at what we're doing as opportunity. That's what leaders can do is they can create hope 
They, they cause hope in people. It changes the world around them. And we need more leaders who believe that leaders who learn a lot and live good character and good values, etc., lift people around them. That's why I ask all of us to step up in whatever ways you're able to. That's why I, I do preach the stage one activity and I'm not going to stop, right? Think about the people you lift up and you give hope to when we do things, right? So much of hitting MVP every month, it has nothing to do. I mean, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do, all right? Like, because it does have something to do with, with business, but it has nothing to do. Okay, here's what it has nothing to do with. It has nothing to do with you as car earners hitting a $1,000 bonus, nothing. Okay. Like it has nothing to do with you and your 250, your 250, your thousand, your 250, your 250, a thousand, a 250, a 250, a thousand. It does have to do with you giving hope to those new people that you're saying, Hey, here's what we do. We go pro, we go MVP, we go all-star. And then they look and they go, if my leader can't even do it, then like, what hope do I have? Did you ever think about that? Or like, if you don't have your free car yet, if my leader can't even drive a free car, well, how am I ever going to have a free car? Right? Like you have to think leadership so much is thinking of the mindset and the mentality of a normal person that we are leading outside of normalcy. Right? Like leadership is that action and you create hope in all these people by showing them, right? Right? Um, And bringing them together. Like what MVP does, this might sound weird, but MVP brings people together. It just does. They get to hear their names said. They get to cheer each other on in chats. They get to push um, push people together instead of pushing people apart, right? We are leaning into more things that bring people together instead of things that pull them apart, like Christmas in July, pulling people together, not pulling people apart, right? And so more of us as achievers and as leaders who step into that moment and say, oh my gosh, like I know what it's like to be you. I know what it's like to be scared to hit MVP. I know what it's like to feel like you're very overwhelmed. So how can you be that kind of leader that really is fostering hope in people? Yes, through action, but also like think about looking for the good in things. If you want to inspire more hope, be a leader who digs for gold. There's plenty of people who dig for dirt and they call themselves leaders, right? Um, If you look at things like um, even politics, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's bad that I don't know because I was a political science minor and so I used to know, but I don't remember which political campaign it was that people started with the smear campaigns. This didn't used to be how political campaign political campaigns were ran, right? Where you would like show the worst characteristics of a leader and illustrate this huge doom is gloom, the world's going to end if you elect this person sort of campaign trail, right? That's not how it used to be, okay? Because what it kind of seems like now when it comes to politics um, and I don't care what side of whatever you, you vote on. That's like, it's whatever. It feels sometimes like a race to the bottom where no one wins, right? The more people come together, the more they win. 
And there are definitely divisive people out there who are not scared at all to tear stuff apart instead of build stuff together. Right? Like, there's a reason I do masterminds. There's a reason I get, I, I do, I, I go to events. There's a reason I still get on, you know, COC calls or whatever. There's a reason I do all these things. I still do all these things, not because uh, necessarily I enjoy every call or every mastermind or um, certainly not every COC call, right? I get on all of those things because I want to bring everybody together. One of the coolest compliments, I'm sure you guys saw it in the champ chat, but one of the coolest compliments I've ever seen, I sent to the champ chat the other day because somebody was asking me for people to train on this Monday, on, um, on this Tuesday, Tuesday night's call. And I said, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I said, you know, Brittany's always really good. Or I said B, but whatever I said, you know, that's what I was talking about. I was like, Brittany's always really good. You could, you could ask her. And, um, they said, well, I just wanted to make sure I asked you if there's somebody in your team doing something really creative because uh, I feel like 80% of that call is empire. How cool is that to come together and collaborate and then be seen by people who are totally there? They have nothing to do clearly. Okay. They're not involved in this team. It wasn't somebody on the empire reaching out about the empire. It was like, Oh, well, if 80% of the call is your team, I just want to make sure your team's being served. Right. So choose to dig for that gold. Choose to see the good in coming together. Right. Believe in the best of people. You know, um, I thought it was so, so powerful. The, um, you know, like Brian Underwood calling out some of the achievers in our company as being the people who are starting the drama triangles. Right. I thought that was so bold of him to be like, you know what? Like, hold on a minute here. We need to come together. And he said, the people you're talking about are destroying your business. They're growing so much faster than you. And you have time to create drama triangles and then get on this stage and talk about not creating a drama triangle. I'm like, wow, like what a perspective shift of if you want to create hope in people, dig, 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 dig for the good in them, not the bad in them, right? And so leaders who want to inspire hope are going to seek out the truth, you want to create more hope in your organization? Truth. What's good in people? What's praiseworthy? What's inspiring? You know what? Like, I, I mean, maybe whatever. I like giving you my insider secrets. <laughs> okay. Um, again, I trained this with Eric yesterday. I said, somebody said something like, oh, like there's these leaders that used to be part of our team and now they're not with our team and now they're trying to do their own da 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 What do you do? You know, this is bad behavior, blah, 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 blah. I said, it's very simple. It's very simple. You choose to see the good in people. And second of all, you edify loudly the people that are aligned with whatever your team mission is. And anybody who's not, no, you don't get on calls and talk about it. No, you don't get on calls and complain about it. No, you don't get on calls and say, I can't believe you, Courtney. Right? No. You literally ignore that and you give so much light to the good. You acknowledge all the good things that are going on. That's a like, big key. I'll give you two examples really fast. Neither people are champs, but you probably saw it on my, uh, maybe you saw it, I don't know, on my social media. So I do a lot of gifts. I know you know that. You see them, you get them, whatever, okay? 
So there were two people last week that I sent some pretty cool gifts to. Well, three people, but like one was a couple and then one was, um, one is, one is Frida. (laughs) All right. Frida, like the amount of stuff she does for our team is just absurd. Okay. Like absurd. And, um, you know, not in a financial position to be drinking as many ketones a day as we can afford to, you know, some of us that are like, God knows how many a day, um, and then Mitoplex and all this stuff. So I sent her like a thousand dollars in product. Her, I knew, I know her favorite flavors. I got it in a spreadsheet and I sent her a bunch of pebbles cause she said she likes the pebbles, Mitoplex, right? She said she likes my, like, normal Mitoplex. I said, cool, I'm gonna send this girl some pebbles. So I sent her this giant bag, wrote her, you know, a really nice note and just said, thank you for everything you do for our team. Cause she's really running a lot of my frontline chat. She's on so much stuff. She's always helping people. If your people reach out, she's helping them. She doesn't care. You know, she wants to serve. She's on everything, right? Her love language is clearly acts of service, right? And so, um, you know, I just, I, I rewarded her for it. And of course she posted it like four times actually in her stories and like all over the place. And she told all the chats and she put it on her social media and whatever. Like, do I get upset at the people who have said they want to help and don't answer questions and don't show up on calls and don't that, 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 that. No, don't give energy to that. Give hope to the people who come in and go, oh, you know, I really want to be able to help and contribute, but like, is it going to be worth whatever? Do you know, you know what I'm trying to say, right? It's the same way that I place people in business. I place based off of the people who are helping. And then I say, who's been helping you? Oh my God, please let me be on Megan Hunter's team. Okay. Thanks. Report is always in the chats. Can I please? Like, I'm very aligned with her, please. Yes. Okay. Uh, obvious answer. Yes. Like, it's all based off of good behavior, good behavior, good behavior, good behavior. You want to you reinforce your castle? Then you've got to pay very close attention to the positivity, right? I know it can be easy to get down in the gutter, right? Because you want to complain. You want to be in the drama triangle. Can you believe she said that? Can you believe whatever? Focus so much on the good. It also feels really good for you to give, I promise you. So at any rate, Frida, and then all these people in the chat all of a sudden, my frontline chat were like, oh my gosh, and Frida got this and this and this. That was so amazing. Oh my God, Jesse Lee did da 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 Because good is so much more powerful than evil. And then Lee and Tracy are running that I'm new, whatever, save me, <laughs> chat, okay, which, like, I, oh, God, that chat, I mean, I jump in there, and I mean, all day long, guys, they're asking, answering questions, like, where's my link, how do I log in, oh, my God, how do I download Zoom, they're, like, li- like, Lee and Tracy are, like, like Lewis and Clark, follow me home. Like, here's the path. All right. Like, la la la, get in the Conestoga wagons, my little babies. They're in there all day helping these people. Um, and they've been helping for over a year. Like, oh my gosh. And so, yeah, I sent, um, I sent them a bunch of little gifts, um, got their daughter some stuff and also, you know, a little Daisy. And then I bought them an iPad pro. Cause I know their financial situation, you know, like, I know, and they're this close to champs, so I'm very excited. Um, but I know. So what is the beha- and think about that. Like, I mean, I got videos of Lee crying, you know, like, I mean, come on, you know, like, come on. I could focus on so much other just negative stuff, but what are you choosing to do as a leader? What are you choosing to focus on 
as the leader? Are you, cho- are you choosing to give people hope or are, you, are we making choices to get down in the gutter? I had um, one more example. I had a really great conversation with a couple of leaders the other day. Um, that's all I'll say because otherwise it's going to be way too, I'm just leaving it. It could be, it could be uh, 54 of you. Who knows? All right. And these two people are fully capable, just like all of you, of running very big businesses. They do run big businesses, okay? Only clue you'll get is it was two pro champs. There you go. That's all you get. That's all the info you get, all right? So I had conversations with two pro champs, and um, the way the conversation was going, I could have very easily, it could have turned into a drama triangle, gossip, whatever, you know, like, yes, they suck, whatever, you know, this kind of thing. Oh, I know. Can you believe they do? Da, da, da. Can you? And instead I just said, you know what? You two are amazing. They really are, by the way. If I said their names, you would all all agree, but I'm not going to tell you. I was like, you two are freaking amazing. Just lead. Here's my permission for you to see the vision of your future and determine who in your life and who in your business is aligned with you and your team to take that forward with the long-term vision. You get to decide who trains. You get to decide who you allow to have access to your organization. You get to decide. You. So I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I can tell you right now, I believe in you. Both of you. Go. Create whatever business you want with whoever. I don't care who your upline is. Run. If they don't want to run, you get to run. And that was it. No drama, no fuss, no mess, no whatever. Just you run your business. You're capable of it. And that kindness towards the people it could have turned into a complaint fest with and towards them, that's hope. That brings people together. That's looking for the good. That's saying, you know what? I know it's not the situation you thought you wanted, but you're a better leader because of the situation. That's all I'll say about it, right? You're a better leader because of that situation. So find the gratitude in that. You don't need to have a relationship with that person. You don't need to learn from that person. You don't need to get on those calls. You don't need to drive to whatever, but we're not going to spend any time talking bad about it, right? Look for the good in the situation, all right? Next thing, when it comes to this, I guess that hit a lot of you more than just the people that were on that call. All right, live out those good values instead of living out in crazy emotions, Now, this might sound weird because I'm, I mean, obviously I'm an emotional person in general and it's something we always work through, but when we're in our emotions, there are divisive leaders who put emotion at the center of their leadership. And when we do that, we create instability, we create uncertainty, and it gets so loud, the chaos so loud, right? It's almost like any relationship. How many of you have been in a relationship where like you are just mad at your partner? You are like pissed. Not even a business conversation. You're pissed at your partner. Like they made you mad. You're ready to fight. Like, is that the time to discuss 
things and make decisions? Or is maybe that the time that we slow down, we create a little bit of space, we don't make, we don't send any messages. Maybe we type out the message, we delete. We type out the message, we delete. We just let the dots dance. You know, just let the dots do the dancing, okay? And we don't respond until our emotions are in a place where we're like, I probably shouldn't risk it all. I probably shouldn't risk it all. All right? Right. But most of us in our business, we are we don't even think about it, but we're willing to risk it all. Someone new in your team sends some stupid message and you just want to be like, it's in Betty the Bot. Like, uh, like, like, duh. You really want to put that duh on there. Like, you really want to be like, like uh, how many times do I have to tell you, Betty the Bot? <laughs> Right? You want to tell them, like, how many... Oh, oh, you're texting me right now? It's Wednesday at 7 Central. Um, Wednesday night training, ding, ding. Like, you really, really just want to... Uh, you just want to just choke them. You just want to come through the screen sometimes on these people. Just really just... Oh, jeez, okay? <coughs> I don't know. I just choked on myself. Choked on my air. Like, don't do it. <coughs> You thought it was only a German problem. I wish. It's a worldwide problem. Live during training calls. I'm going to drink to that. because this, this, I wish this were a, an adult beverage all of a sudden. Mm. Just Mitoplex. But, wow. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Look. Don't come from those places of emotions. Because the mercy of your emotions, not a good place to lead from. Right? Because your emotions change. You get ups, you get downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. So if you're a leader of hope, it's just the place of good values. And good values never change. Good character is the same. Right? They're good across time. They're good across any circumstance. And here's the thing about it is that they create a stable foundation. Your team will feel like there's a more stable foundation when they don't look at you like an emotional hothead who's going to pop off at any given time. They don't know what version of you they're getting. Um, they feel like, oh, I can plan a future with this person. I can make decisions with this person. This person gives me hope to move forward. It gives them consistency to follow. If your team's not following you, I just want to tell you that might be the word right there we're looking for, the consistency. And that is consistency in your emotions. Like I told Angela, I was like, ooh, I am 1% away from a, me- 0.1% away from a mental breakdown because my Zoom really is testing me. But I think even Angela knew I wasn't all of a sudden going to blow the gasket in the middle of a, in the middle of anything, right? Like as much as I'm like, this is literally the craziest thing I've ever seen. Zoom decided one day to just downgrade me to 500 and then they said, oh, tomorrow you're at 100. Ha ha ha. Joke's on you. No more closed captioning. Hee <laughs> hee What you gonna do now, Jesse Lee? Like literally in the middle of a call like so fun oh now I got a 40 minute zoom like (laughs) I was like is it is it the year 2011 again like what is going on so you just kind of got to laugh and you have to be that leader who just shows them the way you just show them the way show them the way show them the way and that will create hope in people because they know that you're consistent back to periscope exactly oh my god if you want to create more hope Continue to build bridges, build bridges, not burn them, okay? And here's the thing. Like, there are some bridges that you might not need to keep crossing 
so often, okay? You don't need to keep going back and back and back and back. But I will tell you, divisive leaders are great at shooting everything up in flames, right? I might not think, I mean, you might not be my favorite person on earth, but if you hit something, you're getting something in the mail, right? Like, if I know a gift you like, and I'm not, I'm not digging you, you know, but you still hit seven. And I know that there's something you've had your eye on because you told me. What's the right thing to do? Jamie Lynn literally watched me do this in action, which is why she's in the chat hollering right now. I went, oh, I got to buy this. She's like, what? I'm like, I have to buy this. She didn't know all the whatever, but I was like, no, it's the right thing to do. Many of you have seen me do this. You didn't even maybe even realize it, but you're like, you're getting that for who? You're doing that for what? It's not about building or burning bridges. It's about keeping your audience together. Okay? Create an atmosphere of loyalty and trust. Right? Again, back to the word chaos. If people are like, she might like you today and hate you tomorrow. She might da-da-da this and da-da-da-da. It's very difficult for people to want to continue building with you because they, again, don't feel like there's a consistency in you. So keep building new bridges. You don't need to burn the bridges of your past. And maybe you're running on the bridges over here now because there's new bridges that are actually flourishing and doing the things and they're loyal and they work hard and they show up and they contribute and they do all this stuff. But that doesn't mean that these ones need to be burned. It just means you don't really need to go back on that bridge all the time because relationships are the keys to achieving great things. Nurturing relationships is a key to building great things, right? Even if I, like, this is not a real example, so, like, don't spread rumors, but, like, even if I didn't like Eric, like, I'll just tell you, I don't agree with everything he does in his business model right now. Like, there's a lot of things I'm like, what is he doing? Like, that is weird. That is a lot. That is whatever. Like, this is a lot of, like, whatever. My mind doesn't agree with everything he says, but the day I ever start de-edifying Eric Worre, somebody, um, I need more MCT oil or something. My brain's gone. I've lost the plot. You know, like, I've lost it. <laughs> okay, uh, somebody give me more ketones. Like, I need, a, I, need, I need something. Okay, I misunderstood the assignment. Okay, that's funny. Right, like, the, the, the day I do that, right? The day I start getting on calls, if I start talking, (laughs) I start talking crap about even Brian, God, the things that man does sometimes, I really want to take planes to Kentucky and hit him over the head with frying pans and shove, um, like this is like a, I want to get like an outline of this is what it's like to be European and throw it in his face. Sometimes, um, I want to talk to him about a calendar. A lot of the times I want to let him know what consistency is sometimes, but I'm not going to get, I'm not going to come on here and, and, and be anything but grateful. Right. I've never called him my mentor, though. You ain't never heard me once call that man my mentor or my coach. Never once. But I'll never deedify him. No. Right? Never. Never. And then how can you contribute to him as how can I contribute to him as well in that relationship? I'm serious. Let me show you how to use a calendar. I'm not joking about that. Okay. different leadership styles, baby, different leadership styles, all right? But nurturing that relationship. Like, I actually want you to think, like, and I'm not trying to tell you to do anything, 
But there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that I do for corporate and for Brian and for Terry that we don't even talk about. Like when was the last time somebody who's impacted your life knows how grateful you are for them? I don't miss birthday gifts for Brian. I don't miss Christmas gifts for Brian. Ever. Right? Last Halloween, he obviously needed me on a personal level going through the divorce and whatever, I flew there for his kids, right? That's not business, that's relationship. The amount of times I'll send food, flowers to corporate office, cause I know they're freaking tired. I know how hard they work for us. And sometimes a little like edible arrangement makes people's days, right? Little stuff. Who's contributed to you? Eric, same thing. Who are the people in your life that you're like, oh crap, jeez that creates that deeper relationship. It's just nurturing your relationships. It's part of the work that good leaders do. So you might see the gifts I send or the cards I send or the texts I send or the whatever. I use the Pulse app like crazy, obviously. The calls we do, all this stuff. Every single thing I do is with intention. It's to build hope and foster relationships with people, right? You don't gotta spend a lot of money to do these things. You want your audience, which is your team, to aspire to your vision. And if you don't show them what their vision can look like, they don't know what to do. I, don't, I think sometimes we forget about that, the amount that people are really looking at us as an example, okay? And then make sure we're not manipulating truths. You know, like boys that cry, the boy that cries wolf, basically. Because I'm gonna tell you what's happening right now in the world and in business in general, is people are struggling with more than anything, probably if I could say, it's like they wanna know who they can actually trust. Okay, they want to know who they can trust. I don't know about you guys, but it's like, it's with everything. You know, like this isn't even business, just business. It's like people are trying to figure out who to trust with like, uh, and again, no, no, whatever about anything. You can find information that's quote unquote reliable on any side of anything. Like, should you get the vaccine? Shouldn't you get the vaccine? Should you travel? Should you not travel? Do you need this? Do you need that? Like, it's with everything. Every, if you follow somebody who's a conspiracy theorist, they've got all the proof in the world that all this whatever. And then if, and I don't even know that you should call him a conspiracy theorist. Maybe it is real. I don't know. Right? And then you follow the people who, like, you know, like if you talk to, the, to those people, you know, Wayfair sells children. If you talk to Wayfair people, they're like, what are you talking about? We sell furniture. I don't know where the, like, where's the truth? Some of you were like, what's she talking about? Some of you were like, yeah, okay, I know what she's talking about, right? You can, right, you can always find a way to validate every side. So what's the point in fighting? We're all trying to find out where the truth lies. So if you're not divisive and you're very consistent, you win. A divisive leader is gonna take a lot of advantage into uh, manipulating truth to their advantage, They'll leverage half-truths. They'll tell only certain sides of stories that make them look good, right? And a lot of times they'll hide mistruth behind half-stories, right? Like, that's why I shouldn't have to even say it, but a lot of time when I'm edifying people, now you probably hear me say this, if I'm edifying, name whatever, I'm edifying whatever, it's to edify them. It's not to de-edify you. Why does that even have to be said? The only reason something like that would have to be said is because the other people are saying half-truths. Do you understand? So as a leader, we need to be people who are telling whole stories. 
And understanding we're human too. We're human too. You don't need to point out, you know, lies or whatever or anything like that to hide our own or or our own stories or our own whatever. Let's make sure we're always standing in truth. Bring facts, bring reality, bring things into the clear, into the light of day. I will tell you right now, um, one of the most important things to do is we don't need to gloss over uncomfortable truths. If we're really comfortable in what we're doing, then there's nothing to hide. You know you're doing the right thing. Like I'll tell you the amount of messages I've had from not only champs, but rising champs and rank twos and rank ones and brand new people. And I don't even, the first time I posted this guys, by the way, it was an accident. I didn't delete the column. By posting people's personal volume, do you know how grateful our team is? And I had no idea. It was because of transparency that I didn't even know I wasn't being transparent about. Does that make sense? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, people were like, thank you so much because I was, like, I was listening to sales advice and no offense, but I didn't know the person I've been listening to for sales advice doesn't sell. I had no idea. And I went, oh, I didn't think about that. That was literally me accidentally telling a half truth of like, here's this, here's that. Like, but so not to be, that wasn't me trying to be manipulative, you know, like by not posting it in the past. I just didn't think about it. So what are the things in your business you do give people hope? Because then they watch, oh, well, look at Mark and Renee's personal volume. That's crazy. Let me go to their wall. Oh, oh, so I need to go. I do need to go live. Oh, I, I do need to go live. Okay. Uh, I, oh, golly geez. Okay. I do have to post. I didn't real. Oh, wait a minute. Megan George makes how many TikToks today? Oh, like that level of transparency. By the way, um, Fraser Brooks is reaching out to Megan George and Sydney Smith. He's going to interview you for something because of your level of content. So just a, a shocker. <laughs> a surprise. Okay. So anyway, um, uh, anyway, I know it. Aw, yay! <laughs> I like making people cry. That was fun. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> oh my God, wait, now I'm crying. Stop it. Don't put your face away, Megan. Leave me alone. All right, so anyway, <laughs> I didn't mean to. Wow, whoopsies. I don't know, it just popped in my head. Had to say it. But like the amount of, um, I know they're right next to each other on my screen too. Um, showing people that was about giving people the hope that they can do the business. Because I think what we do sometimes as leaders is we actually send mixed messages. We send mixed messages of like, this is, this is what we are super, we, we're edifying this, but really we need to be edifying more of the actions um, instead. And so look, optimism towards the future is like your number one assignment. We have to pour that into our teams about the future, the future, the future, the future. What is the vision of where you're going? And even if you're on this call and you're frustrated where you are, you don't like your personal volume. You don't like your, your team even right now. You don't like whatever. You don't like your money. You don't like whatever. This is such a long-term game. It's a very long-term game. I said this to one of you last week. I know I did a lot of champ coaching calls last week. But like I was like, it's going to shake out. 
Like right now, I know some of you are in frustration. You don't like, again, like I said, an upline or whatever. Who cares? Like it is going to shake out. Those people that you thought were going to be the bane of your existence, they're not forever. Kayla Hahn had somebody on her team that I warned her not to recruit like two years ago. I was like, don't recruit her. I said, yeah, she's going to put in some volume, but she's not a good person. Like she is not a good person. I was like, I don't block people for no reason. So if you're blocked, like you said some shh. And that person mentally wrecked Kayla and Kat for like almost a year. Just like letting you guys know. So I don't know why I brought that up except for, oh yeah, I know I brought that up. Um, I brought, I warned you too, Kat. Don't lie. Don't lie. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you, I just brought up that little moment of the past and that was only like two years ago. Think of how far, like she's our, like living this far in the future, those people won't exist. Those people that annoy you right now, they're not going to exist forever. That leader that you are driven crazy every time you see their name, they're not going to exist forever. They're just not. But you get to be the person that has the hope for your future, the vision for your future, and more importantly, brings people along with you. Okay? And so we need more leaders who rise above the darkness that a lot of people still feel because of coronavirus and whatever else and see the light and see our team as a better way for tomorrow. Cause it is, it just is. So think about ways you can do that and pour that into people, right? Think about ways that all those things I just said can start to sound more like you if they don't sound like you. And then get yourself put on back on the right track. It's not too late but it does start with you. And so make sure that, you know, when, when we are building, we are in constant communication. Give people hope through, you know, delegating some responsibility and showing them how great they are, right? And make sure, as always, you just have to put your people first. Put your people first, right? We, as an empire, we are people of value and we add value to people to bring more people into being people of value, whatever that looks like to them. That's just what we do. So 